Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, follow from whatever platform you're listening to. You can catch the Real Texas Radio Podcast on all of the major streaming platforms. And I'm going to kick off the show today talking about homelessness. Yes, again, I feel like it is a drum that I can't quit beating. And there has been some developments out of Dallas. The mayor of Dallas, Eric Johnson, has established another task force. It seems like there are endless task forces and committees and all and efforts and organizations and agencies and offices dedicated to ending homelessness. And yet, Anybody who lives anywhere near an urban area, whether that's in Texas, like in Austin or Houston or Dallas or in any other state in the union, you know that homelessness is clearly a growing problem, despite the fact that in most of the country, you can't get anybody to work for $15 an hour, which just a few short years ago, you recall Bernie Sanders was running for president. And that was one of his big slogans, the fight for 15. And once we got to $15 an hour, that was going to solve all of the inequity in society in terms of housing and socioeconomic barriers and so on and so forth. And yet, Homelessness, every time you go to check on the numbers, every time I go to check on the numbers, it's growing. It, it has jumped from 300 to 400 to 500. I believe now it's around 600,000 homeless people nationally. But we know that Democrats, they love to undercount their special populations, including illegal aliens. So if they are saying that there are five or 600,000 homeless people, there are probably a lot more. In the city of Dallas alone, there are over 4,000 homeless people. Those are the official numbers, probably more. Dallas has the highest number of homeless people in the state of Texas. So I'm going to read to you. This is a story that came out of NBC Channel 5 Dallas a couple of weeks ago. Dallas leaders have worked for years to combat homelessness, but anyone who drives through the city can still see homeless people living in tents and under bridges. Oh boy, can you. The most recent figures from 2022 found 4,011 homeless people in Dallas and Collin counties. Collin County includes the nice suburbs north of Dallas, including Plano and Frisco and others. In recent years, there have been a parade of task forces and commissions appointed by Dallas City or Dallas County leaders to combat homelessness. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson Thursday announced a new task force he calls HOPE, Homelessness, Organizations, Policies, and Encampments. He says this task force will be different. This isn't a dog and pony show. This is about getting work done, Johnson said. Johnson wants a report from the group by June 15. By the way, Eric Johnson, he's going to be running unopposed for re-election to mayor in Dallas, which hasn't happened in, 
I think about 50 years or maybe even more. And in fact, the last time that a mayor ran unopposed, I believe it was Eric Johnson, different spelling. But that's, that's quite a feat. I mean, being the mayor of Dallas, it's not quite like being a strong mayor in another city like Boston or New York or L.A., the mayor in Dallas, for those of you who aren't familiar, they're kind of just like another council member, although it is a very public position and certainly could be a springboard into another office, a regional office or statewide office even. And look, I support any efforts at all to get rid of homelessness, but I am skeptical, right? This is an issue that people just love to give lip service to. The politicians love to give lip service to. And they don't want to face up to the fact that if you're homeless, you are a mental patient. You are drug or substance addicted or both, most likely. The vast majority. We're talking about single men here. Adult men. Many of them are they're middle-aged or they're older. I'm very sorry. It's very unfortunate. But let's face it, their families, they don't want to deal with them anymore. They've burned up their families. They've caused them stress and anguish, and they have drained them financially. You couldn't let the person sleep on your couch for a night. They would foul your home. They have, they've taken advantage of every single social service. You know, even people who are, have a much kinder heart than me, who would love homelessness to be cured and, and see all of them living happy and fulfilling lives. But they're in the emergency rooms and the hospitals. They're drug-seeking. They are getting very expensive medical care under the auspices of just getting a sandwich or a, a place to be warm for the night. They have occupied the DART. They have occupied the DART stations downtown in Dallas, it's essentially an open-air asylum. There is a homeless shelter that's right near uh, some of those DART stations where all of the lines converge. And if you are one of the people who the DART is actually trying to attract, like a paying customer, a professional, somebody who would like them to give up their car in order to use the DART, because actually... We have pretty decent light rail service here in North Texas, and we have a pretty decent bus line, but people, they're not using it. And one of the big issues is that the homelessness, none of those people are paying, by the way, they have completely taken over the system. The solutions thus far for housing them are typically putting them in a central location in one of the neighborhoods in Dallas which means that it's going to be nearby a school, it's going to be nearby a library, which and they've taken over the libraries too, the homeless people. I've mentioned before how the library in my neighborhood had to put up burglar bars because the homeless people just turned it into a campground. And there's also a full-time cop who has to monitor the bathroom in the library because the homelessness is so out of control. And there are there is a bus stop in front of the library on both sides of the street in front of the thoroughfare and homeless people they camp out on those benches too and there's it's a pretty narrow walkway so you have to walk past their 
suitcases, or often they trash the area. They've, they've ripped out a, all of the contents of a trash can. And I'm going to give you a more concrete example. And this is also from NBC DFW Channel 5. Parents worried about homeless people near Dallas ISD school. Concern about school security has grown among parents of students at a Dallas Independent School District elementary school. Parents said they are worried after a homeless person allegedly tried to lure a child and another homeless individual tried to make their way inside an elementary school. What? A, a homeless person? Don't the Democrats tell us that homeless people, I mean, they're, they're just like us. They're, they're just us. They're our neighbors. They're our friends. They just don't happen to have a home, but they are residents, and they are just as entitled as any other taxpayer who has a roof over their head to live among us. On Monday afternoon, and so this story just came out February 16th, hours before student pickup, a group of moms stood outside Arcadia Park Elementary School, which is in West Dallas, south of Interstate 30, by the way. So now the moms stood outside Arcadia Park Elementary School, saying they're keeping an eye on who approached the campus. You have the squatters everywhere around the school, literally, said one parent named Jay, whose daughter is a sixth grader at Arcadia Park. A black fence separates the back of the school from a wooded area where homeless people allegedly set up tents. According to Jay's daughter, at times, she has been able to spot the tents from the school playground. That's concerning to me because it's like they're so close, Jay said. What is it stopping them from jumping the fence? Just across the street from the school, piles of trash surround a home that neighbors said is frequented by squatters. Since they started to clean up the freeway, they're starting to push them, the homeless people, this way more. So trash, trash, lots of trash, Jay said. Does this sound familiar? During the night, yes, I see them with their grocery carts that they've stolen from your local grocery store or Target or Walmart, full of their stuff, and they cut through the school parking lot, and they go through the back of the dumpsters of the library. According to the Dallas Police Department, they have not responded to any calls for loitering at that home. However, parents said the issues are making their way onto campus. We did report it when we had a homeless guy that came and he tried to go inside the school. Daly Ochoa said, Ochoa is a mom of three students at Arcadia Park Elementary. She claims her children were recently approached by a homeless individual in the area. Well, sorry, uh, mom, but obviously you didn't know that uh, homeless people, they are, they are a protected class. They don't have to go to jail. They don't have to follow any city ordinances. They can break the law at all times. They, so they, they're a protected class. Now, I, I'm assuming, based on the population of Dallas ISD, that this school, Arcadia Park, is probably majority Hispanic. So apparently, if, if you are a, uh, if you're a young, uh, brown-skinned girl, well, you, you, you're under the cut, so to speak. You're on the uh, pecking order of protected groups. Homelessness, I, I guess they're a little more important, you might say.
I think it was Wednesday when my twins told me that the homeless guy that lives in the back, that he was staring at them and that he told them to go where he was, Ochoa said. Ochoa said she reported the incident to the school. However, does not feel like the school is doing enough. Oh, I'm shocked. Ochoa also commented on the security fencing in place. The gate that's over there, it's always open, Ochoa said. NBC5's crew observed the gate remained open during and after school hours on Monday. The gate is really small, like it's not tall, so anyone can easily jump over it. The playground is probably like six feet from where the gate is, Ochoa said. NBC5 asked Dallas ISD about each of the claims made by parents, as well as concerns about the open gate. In an email, the school district issued a response that states, we are aware of the concerns that are being brought forward. Please know that safety is always top of mind. And we have been working with parents and community members to ensure that any potential concerns are addressed. We take all claims seriously and are continuing to review each report. We are committed to working with our community to ensure that our campus remains a safe learning environment. However, PTA mom's volunteer shifts were canceled Monday morning without reason. In Spanish, Maria Banda, Arcadia Park Elementary PTA president, told NBC5 she found out after another volunteer forwarded the email. Banda said she has brought up several of these issues to the school and kept other parents informed. Oh, I'm sure the school district loved that. According to Banda, she was not given a reason as to why her shift was canceled. She fears it could be retaliation. Dallas ISD has not responded as to why the PTA volunteer shifts were canceled. Parents are hopeful they will get answers later this week. Yeah, don't hold your breath, parents. We keep pressuring and pressuring the school, and we haven't really seen any results, Jay said. Parents are encouraged to attend Thursday's PTA meeting that will begin at 6 p.m. inside Arcadia Park Elementary, located at 1300 North Justin Avenue. Sorry, uh, listeners, but you missed the meeting. So I have told you many times that, obviously, trillions of dollars, I've heard estimates as high as $4 trillion, were squandered in phony, baloney, COVID hoax nonsense over the last several years. Your politicians like COVID Clay Jenkins, the county judge of Dallas, lined their pockets, lined the pockets of their businesses and their business interests, both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, many wealthy people, Kardashians and NBA players and Shake Shack and NBA franchises, all kinds of businesses lined their pockets with phony PPP money. Now, the next big hoax is funneling over $100 billion, well over $100 billion, to go and fight the war in Ukraine, the United States proxy war with Russia. And $100 billion, that has bought guns. Did I mention guns, guns, guns? The, the Democrats have bought all of these guns. They are handing them over to corrupt Ukraine. They are buying drones. They are buying, you might say, weapons of mass destruction. They are, it, it's a war. And the, the Democrats are funding it, yes, with Republican support. But it's, we have a Democrat president, and he is in full support of the war. We just saw him 
over with Zelensky in Ukraine. And it, it was a big love fest, just like when Nancy Pelosi went over and had a big love fest, just like when Zelensky came before the United States Congress and the Congress hung the Ukrainian flag in, in the Capitol. And it was another love fest there too. So why do I bring this up? Because if we have $4 trillion, give or take, to print and give away in hoax fraud money, then there is no reason why there should be stories about moms having to protect the elementary school that their children attend from homeless people. All of the homeless people, they need to be given a choice. You can get a job for $15 an hour or more and get yourself off the street, which let's face it, they can't because they're mentally insane and they are drug addicted, most of them. And they have no interest in doing any work. They can go to jail, which I know the left doesn't want to hear that. And I know the left doesn't put anybody in jail anymore, no matter what, no matter if you beat somebody over the head with a metal pipe or you have an illegal firearm it doesn't matter, or you want to burn down the bank, or you want to burn down somebody's house, the left isn't putting you in jail. They're going to find some reason for your mental incompetence, or you were bullied, or, or some other excuse. We, we have to be empathetic. We have to have empathy for, you know, especially certain groups. So if you don't want to put them in jail, and they can't get a job to support themselves, all I'm saying is that just for what would cost a few hours in the Ukrainian war, maybe a couple of weeks in the Ukrainian war, which has now gone on more than a year. Let's build 600,000 units, not in any of your cities, far away from the city. It's, it's going to be in a, it's got to be in the woods. It's got to be in an open field. It's got to be in a state that's not very populated. And we can have all of the facilities. It's like an assisted living facility. It's going to have a cafeteria. It can have a gym. It can have acres and acres of outdoor grounds for people to enjoy and, and to exercise and appreciate nature. And everybody's going to get a roof over their head and a climate-controlled space and a, a toilet. How about that? That's the option. That's the only option. All of the homeless, they need to be moved into an assisted living type facility. You don't want to put them in an asylum. You don't want to put them in jail. They can't work. They cannot be overrunning our ERs, our public transit. They cannot be running our police out of their jobs. They cannot be living on our sidewalks. They cannot be living in our libraries. They cannot be occupying downtown and making downtown an unsafe place to walk to work or go out and get a lunch on your break. We need a federal response here. This is a waste of time trying to piecemeal the exorbitant task that is going to be rounding up all of the homeless and they have got to be moved off site. It is incompatible behavior. All, all of this homeless behavior and all that goes with it. We, we cannot have all of our alleys in Dallas polluted with homelessness. And if I sound like a broken record, there's nobody else who is saying this pretty much. Who, who else is saying this? 
What other podcasts are you listening to that they are offering this solution? What other news outlet is offering any commentary like this? I am not saying that this is a perfect solution, but it's much better than anything else you're hearing. It's much better than trying to put the homeless in a vacant building, trying to renovate a vacant building in the, in the middle of a residential area or trying to put them in a hotel in a residential area. And all, nobody wants homelessness in their neighborhood. Nobody wants homeless people in their neighborhood. I don't care if you're black, brown, white, Asian. Nobody wants it. Whether you're low income, whether you're a maid, whether you are a tech professional, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a cop, nobody wants homelessness anywhere near them. Nobody. So don't give me the NIMBY crap. I hate that term. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to homelessness, every single taxpayer is in the NIMBY camp. That is an issue that crosses all socioeconomic barriers. None of us want homelessness anywhere near us. We don't want to see it. We don't want to be anywhere close to it. We don't, we want to completely forget about it. And the only way that's going to happen is if it becomes intolerable. And it, we need to move the homeless far, far away from our cities, from our suburbs, from our interstates, from our libraries, from our schools. And what I'm proposing, it's it's much better than what they have right now, which is nothing. They have a tent under the bridge if they're lucky. Or they, they have cardboard boxes that they flatten and sleep on under the bridge, and then you can't walk down the sidewalk. So I'm offering every one of them a roof over their head, a private space, access to bathrooms, food. This is all going to have to be taxpayer-funded. You know that. They're not going to contribute in any meaningful way. But wouldn't that have been a much better use of tax dollars than projecting a COVID scam fraud hoax on the society for three years? There are still times when I am I have to, for the sake of polite conversation, nod and smile and pretend like the COVID hoax was real. There are still people whose cerebellums are connected to the rest of their brain, which it's hard to believe, that pretend that COVID was real. There are still people who believe it, even though all of these studies have come out now that show that masks and, and the crap scene doesn't work. Of course, none of those studies have received much attention or publication in the mainstream press. It goes without saying. But I'm just making the point that in the last three years, imagine if we truly eliminated homelessness rather than projecting a complete fraud, waste of time, hoax, foolishness, nonsense. We, we created even more homelessness. There's more homelessness now than there was before the COVID nonsense. There's more everything now, like socioeconomic inequality. It's, it's not better now than it was in 2019 after, after all the free money printed up and squandered and doled out now that we have inflation, gas, and home utilities and groceries and everything else. They're more expensive than ever. You know, at, before the hoax nonsense baloney, I used to fly 
I would say, you know, maybe a little bit more than average. I would be able to go on a long weekend trip to go visit a friend in another state or go visit family in another state. And I could always get a reasonable flight. <clears throat> I, I could always find a cheap seat. And as a single solo traveler, it was pretty easy for me to to flex my dates and flex times. Now, trying to find a decent flight after what occurred in the airline industry, laying off all of the flight attendants and the pilots and the baggage handlers, which I, I never check a bag either. I'm a, I travel very light. But flying now, it's more expensive than it has ever been. But you, you didn't want to hear that, millennials, did you? You didn't want to hear that, uh, you uh, white 30 and 40-somethings and 20-somethings. You wouldn't hear about it, you lefties. You pushed the hoax so much. You loved the hoax. You loved talking about it. You loved talking about your vaccines. You loved talking about you haven't seen your mother in a year. You loved talking about how much distancing you were doing. You loved every update. You just loved it. And, and you'd much rather that $4 trillion hoax that all it did was make your life much more expensive then deal with anything like homelessness, which you don't want to talk about at all. You don't want to acknowledge that. You don't want any real solutions. In any case, I am Bronin. Sorry, I am. Uh, I, I got something in my throat. I've been trying to clear my throat for the past few minutes. Apologies if I sound like a frog. Thank you for tuning into the Real Texas Radio podcast, and I will catch you on the next episode.